It's Shirley and Monisha from Make It Shine, the money podcast. On today's podcast, we talk about the cost of keeping things in storage. There's a price to having a lot of things. Plus tips on how to downsize comfortably. Keep listening to learn more. This is out of mind. Yeah, I'm make it shine, make it shine, make it shine, make it shine. So I'm oddly very drawn to this topic of storage costs. And I think a lot of people can relate to this dilemma. That while many of us love to shop and consumerism is so strong, mm-hmm. we also want to live a simpler life and own less things. And it's really difficult to balance both. I know what you mean. In the past 10 years, there's been a surge of interest in home organization and decluttering. Minimalism is a huge concept right now. Like the one with Mary Kondo, where she consults on how to keep only the things that bring you joy. Or there's that documentary on Netflix called The Minimalist. And it's about two guys who sold everything they have and they live on the bare essentials. Yeah, no, I love those shows. And they even have those shows, I don't know if you've seen, like Tiny House, where people sell their large homes and start living in like this tiny house. Yeah. I mean, and even before those shows existed, there were other shows like Storage Wars or Hoarders. A more current example is on social media where you have people doing shopping haul videos. Yeah, so I was curious about the number of things that the average person owns. And take it with a grain of salt, But the number seems extreme, and it's from one article from the LA Times in 2014, where they say that the average American family owns 300,000 items. I'm trying to think how many items I own, and it's probably more. I don't know. (laughs) It depends how you count. Are you counting every single paperclip? I don't know. But it's a lot. I think everybody does own a lot, and I think that's the point, right? We have a lot of things. So just opening my junk drawer in the kitchen, there are so many things in there. And the more things we have now with two kids, the harder it is to stay organized. And of course, guess what? I can never find anything. Yeah, so you're not the only one. A survey by the Daily Mail says that we spend 10 minutes a day looking for things like our phone, keys, wallet, etc. And in an average lifetime, that totals over 3,700 hours or 153 days that are spent just searching for things. You know what? I saw this Seinfeld special that said our homes are just fancy future garbage centers because everything we <laughs> buy just stays in our home and eventually isn't in a, ending up in a recycling center or a garbage center. It's just a matter of how long it takes. So anyway, we need space to put all our things. And this is why the self-storage industry is actually doing so well. According to Mortar Intelligence Research, the valuation of the self-storage market is 88 billion US dollars in 2019. And by 2025, that valuation is expected to grow to $116 billion. Yes, that's a lot of stuff. So the storage industry is influenced by what they call the four Ds. And that's death, divorce, dislocation, and downsizing. Let's go through each one quickly. The first one is death. Yeah, so let's say someone close to you has died. They have a storage unit. But now what? Well, if your name is on the lease for the storage unit, you can access it. But if you don't, then the storage company won't just open up the unit for you. You'll need to provide some legal paperwork, including the death certificate or even a court order saying that you're allowed to access it. Right. My friend actually just went through this. Her aunt died. And luckily, my friend had access to the storage unit. Yeah. Anyway, she spent an entire day clearing everything. And there wasn't anything she could or would keep. She said it was mostly like old furniture, boxes of old books, dishware, figurines, clothes. Yeah, that's pretty common, actually. So was the storage unit in the condo facility? No, so she had that as well, but this was a separate storage unit at a storage warehouse. So my friend's aunt was actually paying over $400 a month for it for at least five years because she was so sick and she didn't have the time to organize it or keep it anywhere. And she downsized to a condo. So my friend actually was the one helping her downsize. And at one point in time, they even had a bigger storage unit. Oh, wow. So even though they 
they planned for the scenario, that's still a lot of money spent on storage costs. It's at least $24,000. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be temporary because they actually helped her downsize from a house to a condo, like I said. But yeah, that's a lot of money. Anyway, let's move on to the second D of storage, divorce. This one is for more obvious reasons, because it's a breakup, and either both parties decide to sell the marital home or one leaves. It might take some time to find your new home, so temporarily renting a storage unit is a great reason. I think you looked into storage units during your divorce, right? I did, but I didn't end up needing it, though, because I'm not attached to many things. So it was pretty therapeutic for me to get rid of the things that I didn't need anymore. Yeah, actually, that's hard for many people, and that's why storage units are so popular. I tried to help my husband declutter, and it's taken years. We have boxes of DVDs and CDs that every now and then I try to bring up to say, hey, we should get rid of them. So yeah, people are emotionally attached to things. No, I agree. So the third D of storage is dislocation. Examples of that can be anything from moving across the world for a job or a home renovation, and you just need a place to store your things. Recently, one of our friends had to sell his house and had it professionally staged. And for about two months, he had his own furniture in a storage unit. The storage cost is totally worth it, though. The before and after photos of the staging were night and day. Anyway, the fourth D of storage is downsizing. A lot of our friends' parents are going through that right now. Yes. So I met a retired couple recently, and they're living my dream life. <laughs> they sold their house, and they put all their essentials in storage. And every year, they pick a new city to travel and live in for six months of the year. Aww. And then the other half, they're back in Canada and live in a condo in the same building as their daughter. And they also help out with the grandkids. Oh my gosh, that's such a perfect life. I often wonder, you know, how often are they actually accessing their storage unit, you know? Or is it one of those cases where they're storing things they think they might need one day and forget about it? Yeah, quite possible. So one thing we haven't discussed are the mental costs in keeping track of all your things when you're dealing with one of the four Ds. There's already enough going on, and now you have this extra storage unit to add to your list. Yeah, and a lot of these storage contract payment plans are on a monthly schedule, so the money is just automatically deducted from your account, and it's very easy to lose track of it. I have a great example of this. So for three years, I had a safety deposit box with my bank, and it was empty the entire time. I had it on my to-do list to close it down, but of course I procrastinated because I had to physically go into the branch to return the key. And because the branch was a bit out of the way, I kept delaying it and kept paying the monthly fee. Yeah, you're not alone. It's the same with storage units, right? Most of them are a bit out of the way where there's cheaper real estate and land. So it's not easy to just go in and check on what you have in storage. And let's say even if you know you no longer need it, it's easier just to not deal with it. That's right. So while storage solutions have many helpful use cases, if there isn't a firm timeline on when you're going to pick up your items, long-term storage could really be a waste of money. So there was a survey that showed that many people who intended to rent a storage locker for one month ended up renting it for more than a year. Wow, okay, so it actually goes back to mindful decluttering and not actually buying and keeping so many items in the first place. So if one of the 4Ds happens to you and you have to rent a storage facility, what are some of the ways, surely, to lower your costs? Well, the first tip is to store as few items as possible to lower your costs and declutter. If it's items like physical books, papers, photos, or other sentimental objects, maybe you can digitize all these things. So papers and books take up a lot of room, and it's really heavy to move around. So if you can take a picture of it, so you can at least see what you have, and you can also access it whenever you want, instead of putting it in a storage unit. Yes. The second tip actually is ask yourself, can you repurchase this at a later date? So Arjun is one of our friends who moved to Australia a few years ago, and it was only supposed to be for a year. But before his move, his plan was to rent this huge storage unit for all his things. 
But he actually ended up selling them or giving everything away. And I remember he was trying to get us to take all his things. Oh, my God. His kitchenware, his dishes, utensils. He had a few pots and pans. But because the cost of keeping these things in storage for a year far outweighed repurchasing them when he was back. Oh, my God. He gave me all his accounting books that I don't know what to do with them. So now I'm stuck with them. So, yeah, the company (laughs) actually extended his work contract. So he actually stayed for an additional year in Australia before he moved to another role based in China. So he's still abroad with no return date. Exactly. So let's use Arjun for our third and final tip, which is imagine yourself clearing the storage unit, his storage unit. Do you even want the stuff? And would anybody want it? And in the case of Arjun, you know, let's do that a quick example. You know, fast forward 10 years, Arjun is still living abroad, right? No intention of moving back home. <laughs> and yep. let's pretend Arjun wasn't great at decluttering. And imagine if you actually put all that in a storage locker. Yeah, so not only that, He also missed a few payments because of some mix-up with his credit card. Of course. And he missed all the notices from the storage company. (laughs) So now the storage unit is being auctioned off to the highest bidder. Can you imagine being the winning bidder of Arjun's storage locker? I mean, no offense to Arjun, but his locker would not be featured on Storage Wars, where you see people, you know, finding hidden treasures in there. <laughs> no, not at all. But there's also rumors that producers, they just add items to the storage locker to what? make the show more interesting anyways. So when you're decluttering, maybe one thing you can do is borrow from the Swedish death cleaning method. Okay, so this is a bit morbid, but I actually really love it, right? It's when you declutter your belongings in a way so that when you die, you're not leaving rooms and rooms of junk for your loved ones to clear up for you. It's a very interesting way to look at your belongings when it's not just about you. It's about all the people you love. They're going to be stuck with this after you're gone. I totally agree with you, Manisha. So we went through quite a bit today. And if one of the 4Ds ever happens to you, we hope these tips will help minimize your storage costs. Or maybe you won't need to put anything in storage at all because you're going to use all our tips and declutter. (laughs) That's right. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and please share it with a friend. Yes, and let us know what you would like to hear about in future episodes. DM us at our Instagram at Money. And don't forget to make it shine. Any views or opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the podcast creators and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the owner may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. 